Hello, and welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are here to tell each other about weird, freaky things in the world and for you to listen to it. That's right. It's mm-hmm. time once again. That's right. We're here. Yeah. Kristen, are we doing like a real back and forth thing with this? Are we going to like try to keep track of like, yo, you went first. No, no I, I don't care. First. All right. Well, then what do you want to do? Do you want to flip You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Kristen... You better buckle up because I don't know if you're going to okay. be prepared for this. Okay. All right? Because what I've got for you yeah. is a terrifying creature from the deep. Oh. Uh-huh. Comes from the sea. Have I heard of them? La Mer. Oh, you've definitely heard of them. This, I almost felt goofy doing Nessie? this at all. And then in my re- – it's not Nessie. Oh. And then in my research, I came across one thing that I was like, oh, I'm so glad I did this now. Oh, what? There's cool stuff in it yeah. throughout. But there was one thing in particular that I was like, oh, this is so – Amazingly worth it. All right, great. Kristen. Yeah. I submit to you the mermaid. <laughs> that does sound funny. <laughs> I know. I felt a little goofy doing it in no. the first place. No, I'm excited to hear about this. What do you know about mermaids in terms of like monster lore? Because I know that they're just kind of like pleasantly like the little mermaid. They're sometimes mean. Disney-ish nice and niceness. They're not that nice in, in Peter Pan. They were like really mean to Wendy. True. Because right. they've got like a mer boner for Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in Hook, they really smooch Robin Williams on the lips. Are mermaids kind of horny? Yeah. They, they, yeah. they, they snare them in a clam. Yeah, trap, right. That's though. what I was saying. They like trap men like for their pleasure or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Their pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Hide with me. <laughs> for my pleasure. For my pleasure. <laughs> 20 points to Slytherin if anyone knows that reference. <laughs> That's what I was getting it's at. Really so really specific. Yeah. <laughs> Ride with me for my pleasure. It's so Leave it in weird. the comments. Tweet it at us at GTTU pod, please. I would love it. I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> me um, neither. So I knew that mermaids in some form of lore are evil. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know what lore it was uh-huh. if it was frequent if it was a common trope yeah um and so in my research i learned something that was really cool cool like a really bizarre version yeah, so yeah. anyway uh, let's let's just get into it do tell i think everyone watching obviously yeah. knows what mermaids are conceptually yeah. half fish half mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. uh they're sometimes called mermaids yeah mermen or merfolk uh-huh. to cover the two I like Folk. Merfolk. Yeah. I like it too. I yeah. almost just called this fish people, but it seems like there are a lot of other fish people out there, so I decided to keep it specially. What do you mean? There are a lot of like fish people monsters. Ooh. So I decided to focus specifically on mermaids. Yeah, fish people be like the larger genre, I guess. Yeah, fish people be crazy, yo. Did you read anything about the Fiji mermaid in there? Of course I did. Yes, I'm very excited to talk I've about the Fiji mermaid. I've wanted a tattoo of the Fiji mermaid for years yeah. but my conflict is is that it's gonna be an ugly tattoo well yeah it's disgusting so it's disgusting that's why monster. i haven't done it i don't think i'll ever get around to it. i like the idea of it but it's too gross maybe you can find a cool way to do it like I've, a stylized i've looked on and off forever and i've never like really come down on one the fiji mermaid uh, well the, let's just jump into yeah, that yeah, yeah. one real yeah. quick then just so that people out there know why it would be such a gross tattoo yeah yeah P.T. Barnum mm-hmm. from uh, the Barnum and ba- Bailey Circus, mm-hmm. a stud, a real fox. He's being yeah. played by Hugh Jackman in an upcoming P.T. Barnum like musical that's very, releasing at Christmas. Very timely. Have you gotten any Amazon packages with that are decorated with <laughs> Hugh Jackman on them? Really? Like the actual box? Uh-uh. It's not like a close-up of his, of his face. It's not as funny as it sounds. But it's him like... Opening a curtain, the box is all red. Oh, my gosh. And it's funny to me. Well, maybe it's just because I haven't been in the colonies for a while. 
Oh my god! I've been traveling abroad. You see, just miserable. <laughs> um, yeah. So P.T. Barnum, yeah, uh, had in his collection uh, what he called the Fiji mermaid, <laughs> yeah, which he said was caught off the coast of Fiji, mm-hmm. and it was a a, a, a little creature mm-hmm. that had fish scales and hair. Yeah, it's the mermaid that you're all kind of thinking of a little bit. Yeah, where it's fish from the waist down. And mammalian, somewhat humanoid from the waist up. Yeah. Except its mouth was permanently open with its teeth bared. Ugh. And what it actually was, and I have the I have the whole thing. Yeah, go down, for it. But it was like that a guy uh, was traveling in Japan and found that um, evidently what they did in Japan for a while yeah. was frequently they would sew a, <laughs> a, an ape. Yeah. An ape torso and head. To a fish body. This is a frequent thing? Oh, yeah. That I don't know or remember or something. Yes, it was Captain Samuel Barrett Eads who bought mm-hmm. the mermaid from Japanese sailors in 1822 for $6,000. Yeah, boy. Uh, fish, fishermen in Japan and the East Indies have long constructed, quote-unquote, hybrids, uh. which insist, suggest that there are, other than just mermaids, yeah, right, so half right. of a donkey to, I don't know, half of a bird. Mouse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little mouse head on the donkey body, sure. Um, By stitching the upper bodies of apes onto the bodies of fish, which were sometimes used for religious purposes. Oh. Eads uh, died, and then his son took possession Uh and later sold it to a guy named Moses Kimball of the Boston Museum. Uh A lot of, like, kind of uh, uh, prestigious, respected institutions displayed the Fiji mermaid, which was like a total... Thinking that it was a real thing? Not knowing what it was. Eventually, this Kimball guy brings it to P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Oh, 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 all pre-P.T. Barnum. Okay. Including P.T. Barnum's time. It's displayed eventually in the American uh, Museum of of Natural History, Uh which is the beautiful New York Museum that I love so much that has the blue room with the big blue whale hanging from the ceiling. I know we talk about this like every time it comes up. Is the blue whale still there? I don't know. I've heard it's being taken down, but I've been there at least a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Fiji mermaid, this half ape, half fish yeah. construction mm-hmm. was displayed in the Museum of Natural History. Oh my God. That's insane. So P.T. Barnum had a friend of his who was a, a, a naturalist, I want to uh-huh. say, which means <laughs> like nothing. Isn't naturalist like very close to nudist? I'm a natural. Yeah, he had his nude friend. I'm serious. Over. You're right. Like, no, you're completely yeah. right. Okay. But he had a nude scientist friend come yeah. over and look at the Fiji mermaid. And he said that he has no idea how it could have been manufactured. But because he didn't believe in mermaids, he was yeah. like, I. There's no way. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to authenticate this. Right. I'm not right. going to like say that this is an actual thing. He, right. He kind of like refused. Yeah. Which is funny. But so the Fiji mermaid was uh, uh, being displayed for a while. It was incredibly popular. Yeah. Um, and then there was a fire uh-huh. in which it was said the Fiji mermaid was destroyed. Uh-huh. But Kristen, there are many people that claim to this day the Fiji mermaid was not entirely destroyed. Oh, my God. But that they – there are many people that say this. I have the real Fiji mermaid. Yeah. No, I have the real Fiji mermaid. Yeah. And apparently uh, only Harvard University's – uh-huh. Peabody Museum of Archaeology and Ethnology has compelling evidence to suggest that theirs cool. is the real McCoy. Cool. So conceivably, yeah. the Fiji mermaid is in Harvard. Sweet. But yeah, I guess there were like a bunch of Fiji mermaids. Yeah, and it's a disgusting so, yeah. thing. It's like 
It's almost like charcoal black and gross and slimy looking. I think they have one at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Atlantic City. I can't remember. There are a lot of imitations. There are a lot of other creations. Yeah, I can't remember if it was like they claimed that it was the Fiji Mermaid or if it was like this is a um, recreation of it. But I feel like there was one there. I saw in person a Mm -hmm. recreation of a Fiji Mermaid when I was in New Orleans Uh at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Uh, There was an escape room place called Escape My Room. Yeah. Which was amazing. Escape my mermaid. Escape my mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Authenticate my mermaid. (laughs) Which was amazing. Boring. I loved it there. Allie and I went. We solved a really difficult room, just the two of us. Yeah. Anyway, their front room is set up like a, a, just like a bizarre menagerie of curiosities. Yeah. And there in one corner was a little mermaid thing, which had a disgusting face. They're so gross. I love the idea of it, though. Like a fish body. Yeah. So gross. That's also where Rob Zombie, uh, he has a Fiji mermaid in House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, really? I've never seen that. It's a horror, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Rob Zombie turns Rain Wilson, uh-huh. Dwight from The Office, yeah. into the amazing fish boy. Ew. And it's gross and unpleasant. Ugh. Anyway, that's what a Fiji mermaid is. Yeah. It's not a real mermaid. Right, right. Uh, Kristen wants a tattoo of Dwight from House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of the absurdity of the Fiji mermaid, but it's too disgusting. It's I don't crazy. I don't want that on well, my body. If you, if you want really stylized and it was like a capuchin monkey. Like I know. I know. That's what I've thought of. Thing with a fishtail. That's what I've thought of. I know. You could go really cutesy. Yeah. And have it be almost like the capuchin monkey is wearing... A costume of a fishtail. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no. It, the, the The point is partially the weirdness of sewing one animal to another and pretending that that's a different creature. I know. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, mermaids, mermaids. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I think we all picture basically the same thing. Stories about mermaids go back like thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. Some of the sightings go up to today. Yeah. Where people think that they've seen real mermaids. Yeah. Um. Some mythologies suggest that mermaids appear as unlucky omens, mm-hmm. uh, both foretelling disaster and sometimes provoking disaster. Oh. The word mermaid literally means mare, M-E-R, yeah. is sea. Yeah. It means the sea. Mm-hmm. And maid is a young girl. Yeah. So it's literally like girl of the sea. Yeah. Which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, mermaids Chicken appear- Chicken of the sea. <laughs> Chicken de la mer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mixing like Spanish and French and English. Oh, yeah. Pollo de mer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you say sea in Spanish. I don't either. Mermaids appear in Mesopotamian artwork from the old Babylonian period. That's cool. Circa 1830 to 1531 BC. Cool. Pretty old. Yeah. The first. <laughs> That's hella old. It's super old. The first mermaid stories appear in Assyria in about 1000 BC. Mm-hmm. A couple of quick stories. The goddess Atargatis. Loved a mortal shepherd. That's a disgusting name. Sorry. Hi, I'm Atargatis. <laughs> That's a horrible name. Uh, she loved a mortal shepherd and unintentionally killed him. Oops. Ashamed, she jumped into a lake and took the form of a fish. Ooh. That's what I do when I'm ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> like, just turn me into a fish and I'll swim away. <laughs> the hell with it. But the waters would not conceal her divine beauty. Hmm. Thereafter, she took the form of a mermaid. But not the sort of 50-50 human fish that we picture. She's said to have just been a fish with a human head and arms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not that different. And then it's just really she just didn't have, like, a torso and boobs. It's kind of the same. It is, but it's funny to, like. It is, no, it's really funny. But it's weird that at first I was like, that's insane. Weird, weird and it's, like, not that far off. Right, yeah. Uh, a popular Greek legend uh, says Alexander the Great's sister, Thessalonique, uh-huh. uh, turned into a mermaid after her death. 
Yeah. Living in the Aegean Sea, she would ask sailors, is King Alexander alive? If you didn't answer properly, proper answer was. Yes. He lives and reigns and conquers the world. Oh, my God. She would stir up a terrible storm, dooming the ship and every sailor on board. So presumably she did that 100% of the time. Who knows Who knows that answer? Completely. Also, I like to think of, even though it's like, it's a big deal that you would like stir up a terrible storm in the yeah. sea or whatever. You know, when you're in a, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> close you know when you're in like a pool of people and you want to go around the edges to create like a tidal wave <laughs> it's funny to think of her just like going around the boat around and around but yeah. like getting tired the way that you do in a tidal thing where you're like it's really hard. does every soul want to do this it's really hard or whatever <laughs> i'm sure with her powers there'd just be like fury on her face and her looking like a badass but it's funny to think of somebody even like boppy <sighs> boppy yeah okay sure. who knows that answer though is, no one. Is King Alexander alive? Yes. He lives in reigns or whatever. Is that <laughs> what it was? conquers the world. Yeah. There's so much answer there. Yeah, it's so long. So much answer. Um, different, different interpretations from the British Isles. Uh, mermaids have a similar job uh-huh. to banshees. Oh, I was actually kind of thinking that. Yeah. yeah. They uh, can alert sailors of impending doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like a sea banshee. Yeah, basically Banshee of the Sea. Banshee of the Mare. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, several variants of the Ballad of Sir Patrick Spens depict mermaids warning sailors they will never see land again. Oh, boy. Which is, can you imagine? That's, yeah, that's bleak. You're sailing at night. All is quiet except the sound of the water lapping against the side of the ship. And they just are like, you'll never see land again. <laughs> you look out in the horrible. water and there's a person. What? Never again, never again. <laughs> Who are you? How'd you get out there? You'll never see land again. <laughs> uh, sometimes she says they are near the shore. And then there's a quote from Wikipedia, which they are wise enough to know means the same thing. Oh, yes. What does that mean? That's You'll never true. see land again. And you're near the shore mean the same thing. Okay. That means opposites. Like you're in a crash? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I had no control. Nosedale and Mare. I lost lost complete control. (laughs) I apologize. Um, Some have been described as monstrous in size, being up to 2,000 feet long. Damn. Yeah. It's like a giant square or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, In Eastern Europe, now this is the one that I fell in love with Uh quickly. Uh Uh-huh. Like a sailor does with a mermaid? Oh, yeah. 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 Basically. Mm -hmm. Or like a siren. Yeah. Which is is kind of, this is both a mermaid and a siren Uh kind of concept here. Rush, uh, Rizalkus. Rizalkus <laughs> are the Slavic counterpart to mermaids. There are various versions of Rizalkus, but according to ethnologist D.K. Zelenin, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They all share a common element. They are the restless spirits of the unclean dead. Ooh. They are usually cool. the ghosts of young women who died violent or untimely deaths. Perhaps by murder or suicide. So then they have to live as a mermaid forever? Why are they being yeah, punished? they're punished. They live in the sea. Because um, they should have known better or something, probably kind of thing. Seriously, like if they were murdered, they put themselves in a bad situation maybe? I don't know. I guess uh, uh, some of like, like why would you what I think about ghosts is like living in endless sorrow. Yeah. Like it's almost just like an event that happens to you. There's, It's not a punishment necessarily, but it's like you are the living – well, not living. Uh-huh. You are now the embodiment yeah. of regret and sorrow and – misery so you become this thing did you say something in the beginning though about it being a punishment or did i just make that up uh 
Did I? I don't think I did. Maybe not the word punishment. I may have just assumed. No, they're the restless spirits of the unclean dead. Usually the ghosts of Oh, the unclean thing made me feel like then it was a punishment. That's what I guess, it is. Yeah, if yeah, you are yeah, unclean. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're the I victim guess. of murder, why are you unclean? That that's what made me jump to like, oh, it was like their fault for something. Yeah, that's know. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is a section that I wish there was more information on. Yeah. This, was, this is really <laughs> that happens a lot with these kinds of things, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um sometimes they may have died before their wedding, and especially Rosalkas are created if you die by drowning. Which mm-hmm. makes that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Uh, Rizalkas are said to inhabit lakes and rivers. They appear as beautiful young women. <laughs> they appear as beautiful young women with long, pale green hair and pale skin, suggesting a connection with floating weeds that's and cool. days spent underwater in faint sunlight. Cool. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. A little bit of the uh, what is the Harry Potter zombie? What are those called? Uh, oh, the people who are down where their voices sound. No, they, those are merfolk. Those yeah. are mermaids. But like in, in Harry Potter 7, Deathly Hallows. Oh, shit. What the hell right? are they called? Oh, man. Whatever. They're pale because they've been under the water. You know what I mean? Like I feel like these oh. these creatures are like almost um, uh, How, pruny from being yeah, under the yeah. water. Yeah, yeah. How would you search that? I Yeah. I feel like I, sh- I, ju- I should just know Potter. the word. I, I'm doing a real zombie. The opposite put, of a mitzvah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The Harry Potter zombie will make it happen. In Fury. The Inferi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> they can be seen after dark, dancing together under the moon and calling out to young men by name, luring them to the water and drowning them. Jonathan. Terrence. <laughs> Maxwell. Hey, Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> um, luring them to the water and drowning them. The characterization of Rizalkas as both desirable and treacherous is prevalent in southern Russia, the Ukraine, and Belarus. Mm, cool. All right. So those are versions yeah. of, of mermaids. Yeah. Uh, now here are some sightings. Okay. Famous sightings. Great. Of people who said, I just saw a mermaid. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got to let you know. Yeah. I just saw I just a mermaid. I just saw a mermaid. Uh, so here are some sightings. Okay. All right. So uh, the logbook. Of mm-hmm. notorious pirate Blackbeard mm. shows that he instructed his crew on several voyages to steer away from uncharted waters, which he called Mer People Tharby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it off the map. The Merfolk will get ya. May beard is black. which he called Enchanted for fear of Merfolk or mermaids, which Blackbeard himself and members of his crew reported seeing. These sightings were often recounted and shared by sailors and pirates who believed that mermaids brought bad luck and would bewitch them into giving up their gold and dragging them to the bottom of the sea. Cool. In August 2009, after dozens of people reported seeing... Very recent. (laughs) Eight years ago this happened. August 2009, after dozens of people reported seeing a mermaid leap out of Haifa Bay... Northern Israel, mm-hmm. uh, doing aerial tricks. That's awesome. Like, how many people? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Woo! <laughs> Splashing back in. A little salute. Um, uh, the Israeli coastal town of Kiryat Yam offered a million dollars award for proof of, his, of its existence. Yeah. Story ends there. Suspiciously. <laughs> yeah, <it was> strange. <laughs> I can't believe nobody came up with that. No updates on that one. Uh, February, That's amazing. February 2012. Now we're going back five years. Wow. Six, I guess. Yeah. 
uh, work on two reservoirs in Zimbabwe stopped when workers refused. Zimbabwe work. <laughs> when workers refused to continue, stating that mermaids had hounded them away from the site. Oh, that's awesome. I wish you could say that. Yeah, totally. Oh, no. I can't work. I want to, of course, but mermaids are keeping me away from my work. The merfolk are getting in my way. You want me yeah. to spell it out for you? <laughs> I can't go over there. All right, and then this is the one that I, I, uh, I thought was really interesting. He's yeah. a historical figure. I would okay. not expect it. Okay. Christopher Columbus. Okay. In 1493, uh-huh. while sailing off the coast of Hispaniola, yeah. reported that he saw three female forms, which, quote, rose high out of the sea, but were not as beautiful as they were represented. All right. I was going to say, Christopher Columbus is kind of a wang, so. Um, but I love this. Yeah. I love but this yeah, quote. we're not as beautiful as represented. Not yeah. quite as beautiful as represented, which takes me to what people uh, often mistake for mermaids. Yeah. Uh, the number one suspect. It's fish called dugongs. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. I wouldn't just call that a fish. <laughs> That's not a fish. It's a mammal. That's a manatee. It's a right? man- It's basically a manatee. It's a type of manatee. But I love that this is what you I know love that like, this is what Christopher Columbus saw splash out of the water. It's like, not as pretty as I thought. Merfolk, huh? Ah. How come it's not hot? I hope, <laughs> I hope they have good personalities. <laughs> well, you know how like some. I don't want to do those. <laughs> well. Give me another uh wait, 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 wait. Hang All on. Right, pull what would aft. What would be wait, what? <laughs> Bring her around starboard side. Oh, a flagon, that's what I'm looking for. Eh, give me a flagon of meat. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Maybe if I had flagon goggles, <laughs> I would find those more folk. Palatable. Look, I don't have mead goggles on right now, so you're gonna have to take it elsewhere, honey. But look at these guys. They're so nice. Oh, man, these are so cute. You know how, like, it's kind of a common you thing? We were mermaids. <laughs> You're funny. I'm not a mermaid, but do you want to be friends anyway? <laughs> um, you know how, like, it's a common girl for girls, a uh, common phase for girls to go through, like, a horse phase? Oh, yeah. I made your manatee face. I remember that. I loved manatees. They're just so cute. They are cute. There's that gif of that manatee that's slowly fo- floating over the glass. I think that is so Bonks his funny. Face. He, his nose, like, accordions into his body. It's, it's insane. It's oh, God. So that's one of the the number. They had one like suspects. a manatee necklace. I was like really yeah, on that manatee train. I think I like donated birthday money to the manatee fund. Really? Yeah, that's very nice. I'm very nice. Um. So yeah, that's what many people end up thinking that these things are mermaids. It is bizarre. When you say these things, manatees. Yeah, dugongs and that's manatees. insane to me. There's uh, <laughs> but there's something else. There's a fish called a skate. Uh huh. Yes, I've eaten it. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. evidently. Dried out skates. And uh-huh. We're literally like talking about like like making them prunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drying out skates. Yeah, uh, gives them a vaguely humanoid face. Ew. I don't have a I don't have a picture I can show you right yeah. now. I'll put it up on the YouTube version. Yeah. And as a result, people used to display them and pretend they were mermaids, devil what? fish, angels, demons, or basilisks. Wow, I'm very mm. interested in that. That's very crazy. crazy looking. Yeah, I've already seen some pictures myself. Really weird. Real weird stuff. Weird. Some weird wild stuff. Are skates like a big, big fish, like a manatee? I have no idea. I don't know. I guess I always assumed. Scale, really. I guess I always assumed that they were like you know, like salmon sized or whatever. No, I yeah. think they were mostly displayed in like uh-huh. little sort of like curiosity shows, yeah. and things like that. Weird, you know? huh? Um. Anyway, uh, uh <laughs> so here's a weird thing. In Britain, these dried out skates, which look like mermaids, yeah, are known as. Jenny Hanover's. 
Okay. That's what it said. And here's why. Yeah. It's because they're named after the French phrase, Jeune Danvers. And then it got sort of like Cockney rhyming slanged into, from Jeune Danvers. <laughs> that's not even Cockney rhyming slanged. Jenny Hanover. That's just lazy. Yeah. That's just reading a word and being like, I'm not going to figure out what that is. Yeah, it, make it, it sounds like Jenny Hanover's. That's so weird. So anyway, the phrase is Jeune Danvers, uh-huh. which I'm butchering, uh-huh. which means youth of Antwerp. Okay. And then that also didn't really explain anything to me, right. so I figured that out. Antwerp uh, is a place, right? Antwerp is a, a city in Belgium where frequently sailors would make these dried-out skates. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was like this big rabbit hole. What a way to make a like, living. Yeah, they're called Jenny Hanover's. <laughs> Dig a little more. Yeah. Uh, that was because they were named uh, Jeune d'Anvers, which is French, for the youth of Antwerp. Okay. Oh, and that's because they, like, there was like yeah, yeah, yeah. teeth to figure out the yeah. definition. Uh, according to Wikipedia... In Mexico, these dried-out skates, these mermaids, mm-hmm. have magical powers uh-huh. and are used in healing rituals. Uh-huh. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> in Mexico? Like, in all of Mexico, people are like, yeah, this is magic. It's like dried-out little It can't fish be faces. all of Mexico. I'm sure that it's like, maybe it's like older Mexican folk healing or something yeah, like maybe. that. I don't, I Real mean, weird. maybe it's current, but I, I doubt that that's a widespread thing. Real weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, a couple of hoaxes. Animal Planet in 2012 and 2013 aired documentaries called Mermaids, The Body Found. Oh, I kind of remember that, and yeah. And Mermaids, The New Evidence, uh-huh. uh, which both dealt with telling the stories of mermaid sightings. Yeah. And sort of like hypothetical, what if they were real? Yeah. After numerous inquiries from the public, the National Ocean Service had to issue statements explaining that those documentaries are works of fiction. Right, I remember that. And the people that, do, that, <laughs> that were shown in them are actors. Yeah. Wow. Like, come on, guys. I know. Come on, everybody. Get it together. I know. I know. Get it together. Uh, And then in pop culture, obviously, The Little Mermaid. Yep. Which was a story by Hans Christian Andersen Mm -hmm. in 1837. Mm -hmm. Uh, In that version, when she gets to walk on land, the evil sea witch uh, makes it so that each step feels like she's walking on knives. Oh, my God. They didn't put that in the Disney version. All stories are so crazy. They didn't put that in the Disney version at all. No. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh huh. They're kind of displayed as weirdo sharks. Okay. But they also really remember. kind of feed on people uh-huh. in a weird way that I think was part of the reason why I was like, oh, these are yeah. somewhat antagonistic evil creatures. Yeah. They're very like siren esque. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Starbucks. The uh-huh. Starbucks logo yeah. is a mermaid. Yeah. So I thought it's not. Uh huh. It has two tails. Oh. Which is a, a trait of sirens. Not mermaids. Oh, okay. But even still, I threw this in just as a bonus fact. Yeah. I was curious about it because I felt like this is like the one mermaid that we all see everywhere. Right. Uh, it's because Seattle, uh-huh. where Starbucks was founded, <gasps> is on the water. Seattle. The sea. Mayor. La Mer. <laughs> we have to get to the mayor's office. <laughs> um, it's because Seattle's on the water, uh-huh. and because coffee travels long distances over the sea, Okay, and because a siren calls to you. Ah, okay, that works. That yeah, that's they pretty want, cool. They want their coffee to like be calling out to you. Well, it seems to be working. It does the trick. Yeah. <laughs> I love me a cuppa. <laughs> me too, but only a little bit because I'm sensitive to caffeine. I'm not sensitive at all. Starbucks, <laughs> if you're watching, I expect gallons of the stuff on my doorstep tomorrow i'll take your lightly sweetened chai with almond or coconut milk boom you're welcome for the free plug <laughs> annoying and that is the mermaid awesome i love the rizalkas the the eastern european yeah, totally sweet ghost with hair like weeds that's pale awesome skin dancing under the moonlight yeah probably like a little little green yeah yeah kind of unconventional but yeah like, i feel like i do want to do sort of like 
mythological creatures. Yeah. And, you know, it's not necessarily something that's going to like keep you up at night spooked, but it's really weird. No, it's super cool. It's weird stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, All right. And now we pivot. Now we dance. Yeah. Pivot. <laughs> okay. So I have one that I had never heard of before at all. Oh, that's um, exciting. Yeah. So I follow on Instagram. There's this. Um, there's this, a subscription box called Cryptid Crate. Okay. So if you Google Cryptid Crate, you can find it. And I follow them on Instagram. They have like they'll have different you know boxes that are based around one different cryptid per month. Yeah. And their November cryptid is the Flatwoods Monster, huh. which I had never heard of before. Yeah, never and I was like, that. oh, that's weird. And um, this company that I really like whose shirt I'm wearing today, if you watch the YouTube video, you can see it. It's called Maiden Voyage Clothing Company. Yeah. They made a special patch for the Cryptid Crate November box of the Flatwoods Monster. And just consider my interest peaked, Will. Yeah, that's cool. So I decided to Google and learn about the Flatwoods Monster. Awesome. So the Flatwoods Monster isn't necessarily really a monster. The name is a little bit um, misleading. It's more of a like proposed UFO alien kind of thing. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, it also goes by let me see um, it's also known as the Braxton County Monster or the Phantom of Flat uh, Flatwoods oh that's such a cooler I name I know the totally Phantom yeah. of Flatwoods and Phantom is a really good it's word it's a really good word that's a great word I know I like it a lot everyone out there start using Phantom more we really should I don't know why we're not can, Spectre can we I also like Spectre's a lot can we be like I like words phantoms? that end with R-E Phantoms of the Internet or something. I watched phantoms. a terrible movie called The Devil. And there is a ghost in an app. Oh and I feel like we could be maybe the phantoms of the internet or something. The fan- podcast phantoms. Something equally dumb. The, the specters of Highland Park. The PPs, the, the phantom podcasters. <laughs> what was our joke about PPs? I don't remember. There was, was something that was podcast related. Yeah, like, podcast PPs? Maybe. It was, it was on Book Club, Schmook Club. We were saying like our podcast peeps. I think became, oh, that's what it is. Uh, that's what it our was. Our PPs. Yeah, yeah. Our podcast PPs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I – what was I about to say? Where? Well, you were you were giving the other names. The, of the it. other names. It's kind of, of it. UFO-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what I was about to say though. It is also in West Virginia, which is where the Mothman is from. Oh. I don't know what's going on in West Virginia, William. Yeah. There are parallels between these two stories, like a bunch of them. Okay. So um, so what happened was there were these brothers named Eddie and Freddie. Come on. If you're having twins, stop naming them the same name. They're not twins, but they are brothers. Really? Yeah. How yeah. weird would it be if, if I was like Chris and you were Kristen or something? You know what I mean? Like Christopher and Kristen. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I know. So they were like playing football or something in like a field. This is in 1952. Okay. So they're playing with a bunch of friends and they see this like red fiery ball like go across the sky and land in a farm kind of close by. And they're like, yeah. So they run back to Eddie and Freddie's mom, Kathleen May. And it's, it's all the friends and they're like, mom, we just saw this thing. So they all together go to investigate the flaming red ball in the sky. But she grabs their neighbor whose name is Eugene Love or something. Eugene lemon, lemon. Eugene Levy. Lemon, Eugene Lemon. That's a great name. I know. That's why I'm, that's why I mentioned it. Eugene Lemon. Yeah, Lemon. It's all raincoats. 
<laughs> he was a 17 year old boy who was in the net. Na- he was a national guardsman. So she brought him for like protection kind of, and he brought his dog. So they all run. They're all like in a frenzy and like freaked out or whatever. They like run to the farm to check it out. And the dog runs ahead of everybody else as they're getting close to this big flaming fiery orb thing. Yeah. And, um, the dog runs way ahead and they're just like, all right, whatever. Cause I'll just like running hyped up. And then the dog came back to them with its tail between its legs, like, like scared. So they're like, Ugh. so then they got up close to this like big, weird, uh, like thing. They don't know what it is. There's just like this, this giant. F- Why can't I think of words? Like a a giant craft in front of them, like a weird big thing. And then they notice – they don't say a spacecraft, but like there's just like a giant structure thing, like this like orby kind of thing. And they see two red glowing lights like, you know, 50 feet to the side of it. That's very Mothman. Yes. So they look at it. I believe they have flashlights. And it's this creature – that's like seven feet tall, has kind of like a weird, like flat-ish face, and then has kind of like a structure, almost like a, a giant like cowl or something behind its head that they say is shaped like a spade, like on a card deck. Okay. Um, and then reports are varied, and it's hard to tell whether this means reports were varied between this core group that saw it this one night or among the other people who have claimed to have seen this th- thing since. People have either said that it has no arms or like really long arms, just like a couple of fingers or claws. All right. And then a kind of like they've said that it's maybe like an exoskeleton or some sort of suit that looks like a pleated skirt. Like this, like, yeah, just like a skirt picture, basically. Scottish guy? I know. (laughs) Modest Scottish gentleman? If it's not Scottish, it's crap. said that a lot in London, which didn't make sense. I kept going like, do you know what that is, Allie? Do you know what that is? And she was like, I, stop, I stop know. asking me about yes. <laughs> So then they said they saw it and they're like, ah! and it started making a hissing sound. <laughs> and then again, um, in their account, it started to bound over to them. But then it got distracted. It looked over toward the big Orby thing and then went that way. And they're like, let's get out of here. And they like ran. But then other people have seen it who have said that it was gliding toward them, making a hissing sound. Cool. Oh, also, as they were getting close to whatever the thing was in the field, there started to be this like gas that was like choking them. Were you there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But, like, thick fog and gas that smelled really bad. <laughs> and was, like, getting in their noses and throats and making them itchy and feel, like, choky and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So, you know, that all happened. And then they all went back to their houses. Um, the mom called the sheriff and told him. And the next day, the sheriff went to investigate it. And he saw big tracks in the area where they were. He could still smell a smell. He said it was kind of like a burnt metallic kind of smell. It smelled bad. And there was like this like gummy substance on the tracks. Ooh, like uh, ectoplasm or something. Uh, no, like darker than that. Like dark blacky kind of stuff. It seems okay. like it was motor oil. <laughs> um, so yeah, the sheriff checked it out. was like, that's weird. And then everybody who had been there had all these symptoms for weeks of like having like scratchy throats, Ooh. like not feeling good at all. Just like coughing a ton. Um, the guy, Eugene, was like up like coughing and like convulsing that night like really really super sick 
Um, and then some of the other accounts of that night or right around it were that Eugene's mom said that at about the time of the thing flying over and the crash, that the power went out in her house entirely and her radio went off and everything and that um, the house shook for 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Yeah. That's a long time. Long time. And then um, the board of education director in the town or what would you call that? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the next morning said that he saw a craft leaving at 6.30. He saw he saw a big like wow. saucer leave the area at 6.30. Okay. So, you know, word spread. It was in the newspaper and everything. It was like a whole big deal. Um, let me see if there's anything notes-wise about that night that I need to say. No. Okay. So – not long after, um, it's, it was investigated by hub and wife team, William and Donna Smith of the civilian saucer investigation. Oh, which is amazing. CSI. Yeah. No, SCI. No, Wait, but you know what? C- no, civilian saucer investigation. CSI. That's very weird. There's another CSI that pops up in this. That's why I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Huh. And I didn't write it down in my notes, but I'll have to go to it because I, I noticed it. Anyway, um, so is that not an amazing name, number one? Great name. Um, so they started investigating it and they got a number of other um, witnesses accounts from that time, yeah. including a mother and daughter who saw it about a week earlier than they reported it, like saw the actual Flatwoods monster. Yeah. And the daughter got really, really sick and was hospitalized for three weeks. Oh, wow. Which also happened in the Mothman case in West Virginia. Yeah. So these people really can't hold their monsters. Maybe the maybe there are like ley lines around uh, West Virginia. Or, oh, I or, wonder. What is it? West oh, Vir- I should have looked that up. No, it's West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, I should have looked that up. Fart knockers. Um, but so, yeah, so just like lots of accounts of yeah, this yeah, kind of thing. Sure. So now let me go to the other CSI, which is so weird. I didn't notice that there really were two weird. of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the thing that's still around now. There's a committee for skeptical inquiry. CSI. <laughs> All right. So it's skeptics who look into things like this and try to debunk them. And so this guy, Joe Nickel, looked into this case in particular and it was in 2000 he concluded that the bright because that like there are weird things about this like it's easy like the mothman or other things to be like well you know it was an owl which is a thing i'll get to in this that people misinterpret but it is true that like a ton of people saw a thing in the sky there are there are weird things that happened okay so he concluded that there was a meteor that flew over and that's what everybody saw in the sky yeah that would make sense yeah and then the pulsing lights um, were likely an aircraft navigation slash hazard beacon huh. that people saw. Because multiple, multiple people saw pulsing red lights that they thought were the eyes or whatever. Yeah. And so his thing is basically that, th- that there was really something that flew over these boys' heads and maybe landed in this farm or whatever. The thing that I'm not – I don't totally understand – and it, it might be that I literally don't understand enough about meteors and things like this. Like – how big are meteors generally? You know what I mean? Like, how I'm a, big are they? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little confused as to yeah, whether he's saying that the thing that they saw on the farm in the woods, the structure that they ran to, I don't, I'm blanking on the name. Structure's not a good word, but like a big shape thing that they saw that they were, they ran to. Yeah. Is he saying that that was a meteor? And if so, wouldn't everybody automatically know that? Perhaps not. Well, maybe, maybe some, wouldn't it still be there? That's what I'm saying. It's not going to take back off. That's what I'm saying. I'm confused about how that plays in if that thing then went away. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, but I guess what they're saying is like when they saw it 
flying over the town or whatever. Yes, for sure. Crashing. Right. But whatever the structure they ran to and saw right. would be the meteor itself. Maybe right. the meteor crashed over there and they went. And know, they happened to see some other just big thing or it was just kind of hysteria. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. don't think meteors are that. That's what I was big, saying. I just wasn't you know? totally sure whether that's what he's saying or whatever. And I was thinking out loud basically. But um, basically his theory, which like, you know, makes sense, is that they were all hyped up because they saw this thing and they're in this just like – agitated anxious state so they you know ran and saw these two lights that were freaky and then saw of course everybody's favorite cryptid the barn owl (laughs) yeah that's what they say the mothman is true barn owls can be big yeah yeah um a piece of evidence for it to be a barn owl that i think is weak I mean, again, I don't know what they, but part of their argument for it being a barn owl is the fact that people who have seen this thing have said that it has the spade shaped thing kind of behind its head. They're like, well, a barn owl has a spade shaped face, but it's going the wrong damned way. It's not the right thing then. It's going upside down then. It's like a heart shape. Yeah, Joe Nickel. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) you skeptics, investigators, or whatever. Yeah. Nice try. Yeah. So, um, and they say that the symptoms that people were exhibiting of some sort of like gas or whatever were, um, side effects of hysteria and anxiety. Okay. Which, you know, it was like panic attacks or something. Yeah. 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 Basically. But again, it is, I mean, I don't, I don't really think there's a Flatwoods monster or whatever, but it is weird. It, it's strange to me that everybody would be having widespread panic attacks over a while. Like they're all having, chest problems and yeah. stuff it's strange and it's strange for like a group of people mass to have hysteria. all said it could be mass hysteria but like i don't know it's just it's weird to me it is weird. so another theory that i think even though it's it even though it's crazy maybe it was some sort of weird government testing thing right and that there was something that flew there and that did release some sort of gas um that did somehow affect them yeah um, that's a theory that's out there as well. Even though I know it sounds bonkers, I think things like that maybe do happen sometimes, and maybe a little bit more often in the fifties when I guess so. you it's weird. when Virginia. you didn't have to worry about documentation as much. Like now, you would have to worry about like cell phone sure. cameras and stuff like that. But I, I you know, there are like, secret government programs. Yeah, for sure. So. Isn't there a thing though, like like the Roswell crash in the fifties, mm-hmm. and it's in Nevada? It was only a few years before this. Okay. It was like 1940 like, something. Was it a, a, a an alien craft mm-hmm. or was it a government test? But that's, it was happening in the middle of nowhere right. in Roswell, New Mexico. Right. West Virginia. Right. Like that's a weird place for there to be well, a it's government pretty facility. Ru- it's pretty rural, West Virginia. At least okay. this area of it. I mean, yeah. they were in a field by a farm. Right. And they just like ran home and then ran to a farm. Like yeah. there's like not a whole lot going on in this area that yeah. they were in. Okay. Um, Those two well, in this one in particular. Like yeah. sightings of unknown crafts and right. well, maybe it's the government. So it's it's not surprising, I guess, that it crops up in this story too. Mm-hmm. Right. But I wonder if that that's like always the case. It's like it was the government, or it was the uh, yeah uh, an alien from the sky, a <laughs> yeah. sky man. And then that's where I can start to spin out and be like, but and then that's perfect. <laughs> they yeah. want you know if there is a government thing going on, they do want people to sound crazy and discredited. Yeah, they're not going to confirm it or deny it. Or of whatever. course, be like yeah, whatever. It was the the Flatwoods monster or whatever. Yeah, item. like what those like backwoods dum dums think. Sure, it's the Flatwoods monster, but really they're like shit. Okay, case yeah. number sixty nine C W, like crashed in an area and it, we were seen or whatever. Yeah. That's a government person talking to a government person. It weren't good. <laughs> yeah, let's just put but it this then, way, Barney. Me no likey. 
on a cigarette. And then another side to an idea of explanations and context and things are that because it's a rural, a rural area in the 50s, it's kind of set aside from a lot of different things in life. So if they saw anything out of the ordinary people there at that time, their minds might have spun out in a lot yeah. of directions because they're not used to seeing a lot that's different from their daily life because it's not like there's the internet. They're not going out a lot. Like It's much more isolated time. Sure. So your mind could jump to more fantastical things because you're just literally not used to seeing other things. What those other things are, I don't even know. I'm not saying that somebody drove like a newfangled like Cadillac that they'd never seen before and they're like it's an alien but like like, they are a little (laughs) bit more isolated and not sheltered exactly but like not used to seeing different stuff kind of Um, in the 50s yeah come on like pretty people were pretty like connected yeah but like this is rural where this happens like they're yeah. con- it sounds like from what i read they were very connected within their community they're not like separated from the rest I of mean, the world this sounds almost exactly like what happened in back to the future where he goes yeah. right <laughs> the old farm man goes in the barn and the deloreans there yeah and the, the kids my like, pine the spaceman shoot him pa shoot him yeah. <laughs> freaking out he doesn't know what anything is yeah totally you're right that thing at least looks generally like a car yeah like, <laughs> you know it drives away <laughs> yeah they've seen cars they've seen cars yeah. right yeah it's so good and then another theory is that this was an alien this one i thought was really interesting just interesting not like i think it's real that it was an alien and that that suit like the stuff behind its head the weird skirt thing the same way that if we were to go up into space you wear like a space suit or whatever because you can't exist in their atmosphere that's their version of a space suit oh fun and that the hissing was like something to do with the space Oh, like depressurizing yeah yeah yeah. something wacky yeah Totally. That's pretty cool. Right? That suggests like being like very advanced. Completely. That it's a theory where they were coming to visit and nice. yeah, whatever. That's like Alien. The movie Alien, they see like a giant structure that they call the space jockey. Ah, and then I don't Prometheus, remember. I've seen it, but Prometheus, it's revealed that that big thing. It looked like it had like an elephant tusk. Uh huh. And a trunk. Yeah. And uh, you find out that was a spacesuit for a different alien. Oh, that's it's cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So similar. That's rad. Yeah. Um, so I, that's basically the story. Wow. What's it called again? Um, the Flatwoods Monster. The Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. I had never heard of it that's before so at weird. all. I know. That's cool. It's a huge deal. Like, um, a documentary just came out about it, like, not too, too long ago. Huh. Um, there are books about, like, there's a lot of information. I just never heard of it before. Yeah, never heard of that in my life. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally. Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. I like it. So look up the two CSIs that couldn't be more different. I know. The civilian saucer investigation and the committee for skeptical inquiry. (laughs) I bet they fight all the time. (laughs) I bet they're fighting over the same Twitter handle. I wonder if if the um, civilian saucer investigation is still live. It could be. Maybe it is. I know that the um, Committee for Skeptical Inquiry is still around. I bet people for the civilian saucer investigators or whatever show up at the skeptics meetings when they have like – I'm like, ah, ah. The wrong place. (laughs) Can you tell me about Spaceman? Yeah. They're like, this is not the – if you're trying to see the CSI, that yeah. is the civilian saucer investigators that's down the hall in 3H. This is 4H. Yeah. This, I can't make it any plainer. All right, cool. Well, All I, think right, that's gonna, I think it's going to do it yeah. for us here on this week's uh, episode of Guide 
to the unknown mm. uh, out there watching. If you've enjoyed this, yep. uh, make sure you go online, subscribe to Talk Bomb on YouTube where you mm-hmm. can watch the show. Yeah. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts where you mm-hmm. can listen to the show. We're available everywhere that you can hear yep. uh, podcasts. Yep. And if you are uh, enjoying this episode, then oh, you probably right. already know that we have a little bit of a contest going on yeah, right yeah. now. If you go out there, if you review the show on Apple Podcasts, write a blog post, share it with people, mm-hmm. and you make sure you let us know. Email gttupod at gmail.com. Yep. Keep us in the loop somehow. Yeah. Uh, you'll be entered to win uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. A three-pack featuring the original freaky, whacked-out artwork of Stephen Gamble. Yeah, like if you can't remember what it is, just Google it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that thing. Oh, my God. It's those terrifying yeah. books. Yeah, uh, So, yeah, I think we're going to maybe announce those next week on the show. Yes. A winner. Yeah. How great would it be if we could do that? <laughs> That would be awesome. Let's, let's hope we're able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us, guys. We'll see you yeah. next week yep. with another uh, brand new episode of Guide to the Unknown. That's right. Uh, Until means- then, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at GT. T-U-Pod. pod And if you search for Guide to the Unknown on Facebook, you'll find our Facebook page or you can go to facebook.com slash Pod. And also we now have a Facebook group for our listeners. So you search for Guide to the Unknown podcast in Facebook and you hit the groups tab, wherever you need to do, ask to join and you can join. It's a secret group so that nobody will see what's going on who's just in your feed. And we're going to talk about scary stuff and yep. whatever in there. Scary stuff. You can talk about your yeah. favorite episodes of Guide to the Unknown. Yeah. Things we may have left out. Yeah, yeah. Things that you'd like to see us cover in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be fun. We'd like to have a little community of yeah, totally. weirdos yeah. in there. Um, uh, also, this means that you are at the end of the first five yes. episodes of Guide to the Unknown. Congratulations. Released, you've made it through. I know. Released mm-hmm. simultaneously all at once. Yep. Guess what? Now you have to wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this show comes out every Friday. Yep. So uh, we're going to take the week off. Mm-hmm. We'll see you here yeah. again next Friday for another brand new episode. That's right. Uh, but until then, we hope you guys had a good time. We sure do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So until then, we must travel. Back to the netherworld go we. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Ow. Oh, did you hear that? What'd you do? Cracked my neck. I'm you fine. N- no, right? It was uncomfortable. I'm fine. All that you did was turn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do yoga and stuff? Bye, guys. Oh, my wrist. (laughs) (laughs) Medic. I thought you were going to say, Mama. (laughs) Mama. (laughs) Medic.